RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The top stories. The government plans to hire a thousand mainland care workers for isolation facilities here. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says rent concessions should be offered to tenants forced to close due to social distancing. And the West says it will cut off some Russian banks from the SWIFT interbank payment system. The Secretary for Labour and Welfare says the government is hiring a 1,000 temporary workers from the mainland to take care of elderly COVID patients at isolation and treatment facilities. Wendy Wong reports. Writing on his official blog, Lord Chi Kwong said many care home residents had already been transferred to these facilities due to the COVID outbreak. He said the mainland workers were being hired on three-month contracts to work at the facilities and that the government would also temporarily relax restrictions on care homes hiring in Porto Labour. Previously, they could only import labour if a four-week local recruitment drive failed to find suitable candidates. Mr Law said this rule would be suspended for three months. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has called on property developers to offer rent concessions to tenants forced to close due to social gathering restrictions. Such premises include gyms, beauty parlours and hair salons. In a social media post, Mrs Lam said the government's anti-epidemic fund could not make up for all their losses and landlords must play their part. Mrs Lam plea comes after one of Hong Kong's biggest retail landlords, Swire Properties, announced on Friday that it would waive rents for affected tenants. Hospital Authority Chief Executive Tony Ko says people with mild or no COVID symptoms should not go to accident and emergency as hospitals are under pressure. He spoke in a video posted on the authority's Facebook page. The number of people who've contracted COVID-19 has increased tremendously. This has put extremely high pressure on hospitals and our accident and emergency departments have become very crowded. So I urge everyone, if you are unfortunate enough to contract COVID-19 and if your symptoms are mild or if you have no symptoms, please don't go to accident and emergency departments because hospitalization will not be arranged. Innovation and Technology Chief Alfred Sitt says the government's contact tracing app and vaccine pass policy should continue even after the fifth COVID wave has passed. Although, thousands, although the thousands of daily coronavirus cases here might make contact tracing less of a priority for overstretched health authorities, Mr Sitt said the vaccine pass could also play its part. He was speaking after a radio programme. As a matter of fact, we are proactively promoting the vaccine pass so that we can help the contact tracing officer to trace the uh, case more effectively. So the Hong Kong SAL government will continue to make good use of uh, technology to support the contact tracing and all sorts of anti-epidemic works. A pharmacist NGO is to provide a drug delivery service to chronically ill patients who have difficulty getting their medication because of a COVID lockdown or quarantine. The Pharmaceutical Care Foundation hopes to serve up to 600 public hospital patients until early May. The scheme, which is free, starts tomorrow. To sign up, patients will need to provide their personal information, such as Hong Kong ID and address, and when they are due for their next checkup. The foundation's director is Chang Sao Chu. We will have bloggers, these technology gadgets to associate the name of this patient together with the bag. So the bag will be locked and that this will be transported by our volunteers from the pharmacies onto the van. And in the van, we have temperature control devices to make sure that the temperature during the journey is ensured. And we will also ensure that we deliver to the right patient or the right resident by 
sending them message in their phone. A Western coalition, including the US, the European Union, Canada and Britain, has decided to cut off some Russian banks from the SWIFT interbank payment system. The EU Commission Chief Ursula von der Leyen said the move would prevent those banks from conducting most international transactions and block Russia's exports and imports. All of these measures will significantly harm Putin's ability to finance his war. And they will have an eroding, severely eroding impact on his economy. Putin embarked on a path aiming to destroy Ukraine. But what he's also doing, in fact, is destroying the future of his own country. In a major shift in policy, the German Chancellor says his country will now deliver weapons to Ukraine. Olaf Scholz said Germany would be sending 1,000 anti-tank weapons and 500 surface-to-air Stinger missiles. There have been several loud explosions near Kyiv as residents of the Ukrainian capital continue to take shelter. Reports say one was caused by a missile attack on an oil depot southwest of the city. A curfew has been imposed for the whole of Sunday. The BBC's James Waterhouse reports from Kyiv. If you go above ground, it is quite dangerous now. The thousands of volunteers who have joined the country's national defence, they have been issued with automatic rifles and they are now manning checkpoints. Untrained soldiers are driving around in cars, they're asking questions. I don't think they quite know what they want to do. They're defending their city. They're going out and facing an enemy that hasn't quite encroached yet on the centre, but we've heard explosions that sound like shell fire on the outskirts of the city. The UN Refugee Agency says the Russian attack on Ukraine has driven more than 150,000 people to flee the country. The vast majority have gone to Poland. One woman who crossed into Poland with her young children explained her decision. I didn't want him to see what is going on, why we should go like in our cellars and hide. That's why I came here. It was a really difficult decision because we all love our country. We are Ukrainians. So I'm sure that we will stand up, we will fight and we will stop this insane man. South Korea's military says North Korea has fired an unidentified projectile in an eastwards direction. Pyongyang carried out an unprecedented seven weapons test last month, including of its most powerful missile since 2017. The North also warned last month that it could abandon its self-imposed moratorium on testing nuclear and long-range weapons. The saber-rattling comes as South Korea gears up to elect its next president on March the 9th. Sport now, and here's the BBC's Paul Serres. The Polish Football Association have announced that they will boycott their World Cup qualifying playoff against Russia due to take place in Moscow on the 24th of March. The president of the association, Cesare Kulesha, said that they were in talks with Sweden and the Czech Republic, potential opponents in the subsequent round of World Cup qualification for the winner of the Russia and Poland match to present a common position to the world governing body, FIFA. Sweden have joined Poland in saying that they will not play against Russia regardless of where the match is played because of the illegal and deeply unjust invasion of Ukraine. 
Meanwhile, the Chelsea owner, Roman Abramovich, says he is giving trustees of Chelsea's charitable foundation the stewardship and care of the club. The decision comes the day before Chelsea play Liverpool in the League Cup final at Wembley Stadium. The BBC's John Southall reports. Roman Abramovich is still the owner of Chelsea and the club is not for sale. But he has taken the decision to step back for now to safeguard the club from negative attention. As I understand it, the transfer targets will still be run by Marina Granovskaya, Petr Cech and the manager Thomas Tuchel. The charitable foundation will not be involved on that front, but will be involved in the day-to-day -day running of the club, headed up by Bruce Buck, Paul Ramos, the CEO, and also the likes of Emma Hayes and Seb Coe are amongst that group as the stewards of Chelsea. It's also believed that Roman Abramovich will still finance the club, and nothing will change on that front for now. The English Premier League leaders Manchester City moved six points clear at the top with a 1-0 win away at Everton. Elsewhere, Manchester United were held to a 0-0 draw by struggling Watford. Newcastle United were 2-0 winners away at Brentford. Aston Villa beat Brighton by the same scoreline and Crystal Palace and Burnley drew one all at Selhurst Park. Tottenham were 4-0 winners away at Leeds United in the day's early kickoff, with another heavy defeat posing further questions about the future of Marcelo Bielsa. Leeds have lost their last four Premier League games, conceding 17 goals. And there were victories for England and France in Rugby Union Six Nations Championships on Saturday. The English held off a second-half comeback to beat Wales 23-19 at Twickenham, while France maintained their unbeaten start, thrashing Scotland 36-17 in Edinburgh. And now the weather, fine and dry in the afternoon, hazy in some areas at first, moderate easterly winds. The outlook, sunny intervals in the next few days and mild during the day, one or two mist patches in the morning at night. The temperature is 21 degrees, humidity 60%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government plans to hire a 1,000 mainland care workers for isolation facilities here. The chief executive, Carrie Lamb, says rent concessions should be offered to tenants forced to close due to social distancing. And the West says it will cut off some Russian banks from the SWIFT interbank payment system. The news from RTHK. RTHK, Radio 3. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey by a journey which along the way will bring to you new colour, new dimension, new value. value. And a new experience.